Anyway, this episode will hopefully be just about a minute long. We only have two cases here. It's going to be a little longer than a minute. I apologize. But we're talking about Congress's power to enact treaties. All right, so no, treaties are underneath the executive powers, uh, but it is to be done with the advice and consent of the Senate, so it is also a congressional power. And we're talking about how it may limit uh, state regulation. So we have two cases, Missouri versus Holland and uh, Medellin versus Texas. Uh, our big takeaway from Missouri versus Holland is a law may be unconstitutional. Sorry. Sorry. Yes, a law may be unconstitutional when it is not attached to a treaty. But if the law is attached to a treaty, then it may be constitutional. Our second takeaway is that Congress has a strong interest in upholding foreign commitments, and that interest is so strong that it may be used potentially to overcome Tenth Amendment objections. And third is that the treaty has the ability to give Congress more power and to do things over domestic uh, things as well. So that's going to be our big takeaway there uh, from these cases. It was a treaty that the United States had with uh, Britain uh, where uh, birds would travel between Canada and the United States and Missouri wanted to shoot the birds. Uh, and uh, there was an interest in keeping the birds alive. Uh, interestingly, there was a statute that had failed previously pretty much word for word. It was a law, but it wasn't attached to a treaty, and as a result, it failed. But when attached to a treaty, it was sufficient. And the reason for that is a lot of the reason is because treaties are considered part of the supreme law of the land, and there's a strong interest in upholding that foreign commitment. So that's that. Our second case, Med uh, Medellin versus Texas. A uh, person was uh, a Mexican citizen in the United States was convicted and charged, well, sorry, charged and convicted with murder. At the time of his conviction, he was read his Miranda rights, but he was not read his rights underneath the, I think it's the Vienna Conve uh, Convention, which says that he would have the opportunity to consult with the consulate uh, from Mexico, and he did not have that opportunity. And... Uh, the president at the time said that he should have that opportunity, but Texas ultimately said, well, no, this treaty that you have with, uh, underneath the Vienna Convention is not enforceable because it's not a self-executing treaty. What a self-executing treaty is, well, it's a treaty that acts as the law without any other statutes that are required to enforce it. If a, sta if a treaty is not self-executing, that means that Congress has to pass statutes in order for the treaty to actually be enforced. And Congress had not passed statutes in this situation to enforce the treaty. So this is not a self-executing treaty. And as a result, uh, Congress has no authority to enforce the treaty in this situation because, well, the treaty was, in that case, simply words that did not necessarily need to be followed. Uh, the dissent did argue in this case that treaties in the past have been seen as self-executing, even without uh, a provision in there saying that it was self-executing. 
Uh, you could argue in this case that the majority is more technical, uh, taking a formalistic approach, while the dissent is more functional, uh, wanting to uh, simply uh, eat, um, I guess, simplify the process, so to speak. And that's Treaty Power. Have a good one. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Law Schoolers. Before I let you go, there are four things I want to say. The first thing is if you enjoyed these episodes and if you enjoyed the website, I would invite you to go and join Law Schoolers Pro. And you can do that by going to lawschoolers.com slash join. It's a way for you to support us, but there's also a lot of features there that I think you will enjoy. Second thing is that nearly all of our episodes are unedited. The only ones that aren't our pre-law materials, and the reason for that is so you can actually see the legal material in its raw form as I'm learning it as well. The third thing is that the information contained in these episodes are specifically only for educational purposes. They're not to be used as legal advice, and with that, the fourth thing is if it is used as legal advice, we are not liable. That is, law schoolers is not liable for any legal outcomes. Thank you again for enjoying the show. Have a good one.